0: The danger of homemade ski lifts this week on Basil. Hello and welcome to Books and Stuff I Like, where each week I discuss books and stuff I like. We've got a great one for you this week. We'll spend the first 10 minutes or so talking about Russia, and the last 10 minutes or so, as promised, a discussion with spoilers of John Cheever short story, The Hartleys. So stick around if you haven't read The Hartleys. You gotta read it. I'm gonna ruin it for you. You can find it online while you wait to buy the book because you're an upstanding young citizen. First, we want to go through the week in review. This week, the week of February 1st, 2021, We had a full moon this last week. It's going to keep decreasing Uh, somewhere. It looks like we're going to get to the first quarter around the 7th. I don't know. I look at a picture. It's a pretty neat looking picture. We have no blue moons this year. Um, That's a fun fact. This week in history, before we get to this week in history, let's talk about this week in the present the week ending Friday January 29th, the United States saw 22,652 deaths from COVID-19 and 1.09 million new cases that is the last 7 days ending Friday January 29th. Got a little bit of a little bit of a of a stuffiness. it's, it's that time of year, but we're going to plow right on through it. February 1, 1960, in Greensboro, North Carolina, four African-American students sat down and ordered coffee at a lunch counter inside a Woolworth store. They were refused service but did not leave. Instead, they waited all day. The scene was repeated over the next few days with protests spreading to other southern states, resulting in the eventual arrest of 1,600 persons for participating in sit-ins. January, or er, February 2nd, uh, 1882, is the birthday of Irish novelist and poet James Joyce. He was born in Dublin, Ireland. His works include Dubliners, A Portrait of the Artist as a Young Man, Ulysses and Finnegan's Wake. I've read a little bit of Dubliners. I have not read Ulysses and Finnegan's Wake. You, I, I, I've, longtime listeners will know I say this a lot. There's certain books you gotta let choose you. You can't you can't force yourself to read them. Two six six six, whatever that book is called, we just talked about. That was one of those. It's only a matter of time before Ulysses and Finnegan's Wake. Um, Oh golly, I I, see. I'm I'm just not excited about reading those books from what I hear about them. But uh, James Joyce's birthday on February third, eighteen seventy, the Fifteenth Amendment to the U.S. Constitution was. was ratified, guaranteeing the right of citizens to vote regardless of race, color, or previous condition of servitude. Also on February 3rd, 1913, the 16th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution was ratified, granting Congress the authority to collect income taxes so you win some, you lose some. February 4th, 1861, Apache Chief uh, Cochise was arrested in Arizona by the U.S. Army for raiding a ranch. Cochise then escaped and declared war, beginning the period known as the Apache Wars, which lasted 25 years. The fact that I'm not sure on that pronunciation of the name is probably less of an indictment on me and more of our education system and what we perceive as important history in the United States. How is everybody today? We've got something great to talk about this week. First of all, I don't know what's going on um, with Wall Street. Let's make that real clear. I'm 100% behind it. I have no... Stick it to the man. I don't know. Nobody should be a billionaire. We should have a maximum wage. If you start thinking and really sit down and think about billions of dollars, it's going to make you sick. So I don't know what the whole Reddit thing. I love Reddit because I love looking at memes, um, all that jazz. The the Bernie Sanders with the mittens, love it. Um, That one's dated already. I don't know what the – well, Reddit this week has been all – All about that that Wall Street bets thing. I'm 100% behind it as of right now. I don't know if if there's anything I I should be weary of with all of that. But screw them. Eat the rich. I don't don't, know. If they set the rules of their game and you figure out how to exploit the rules that they set, screw them. Screw them. That's not what I came here to talk about today. What I came here to talk about today is Russia. Um outside of, you know, the the Wall Street Bets thing this week, we had we had a there's some stuff going on in in Russia. And longtime basil, basil listeners will know that um I think it's important to check in on Russia every now and then to see how Russia is doing. And I'm talking about the Basil episode, I don't know what episode it was. I, I, maybe I can find it here. Um, but, you know, I read a book called The Lion Year. Oh, this was episode 28. Um, would have aired around August 5th of last year. Huh, it seems like yesterday. Uh, the Lion Year. Um contemporary russian literature and what i took away from that book is we really need to check on what's going on in in russia just you know do a little wellness check see how they're doing over there so if you if you've been too inundated with the reddit destroying the stock market thing um Russia's having a whole, a whole thing going on because there's this Alexei Navalny guy. And I don't, know, I don't know too much about him, except he's an opposition leader, and he must be pretty, um, everyone must be pretty worried about him because Putin's trying to assassinate him. Now, every country in the world, let's just say, enough of them are taking out opposition people in some way, shape, or form. United States is doing it. Um, A lot of the Middle Eastern countries are doing it. Russia's doing it. That's terrible, but it's not like Russia's special in this. What Russia is special in doing, when they do it, they're so dramatic about it. I mean, the U.S. does like a drone strike or something. Um, The Middle East sends, you know, a gang of thugs to, what do they, chop off that guy's fingers? They tortured him first. I don't know. But Russia. Like public poisonings. That's so Cold War 1980s spy drama thriller movie. Poisonings. This Navalny guy was poisoned. The the poison was in the lining of his underwear. How extra can you get, Russia? Just do a drone striker. Oh, golly. So that's... That, that's, it's so dramatic. Yeah, that's what it is. It's dramatic and you find dramatic things in books and movies and media. So there's a certain, certain like James Bond spy aspect to this that I feel like only Russia could get away with. And and what I'm trying to lead here, only Putin could be doing this stuff. I totally get In Trump's twisted dictator, um, megalomaniac, egotistical brain, why he worships Putin so much. And to a lesser degree, um, Kim Jong-un. Because in Trump's head, taking, taking a political opponent out by poisoning without being rebuked for it at all, that's Trump's dream world. I, and you, I don't even care. I I don't think you can disagree with that. I uh, Trump could listen to that and say, "Oh yeah, you know, I could shoot a guy in Fifth Avenue, and not be tried for it." If Trump could get away with poisoning political opposition, oh, oh golly, he and and that's one of the reasons I think he he worships Putin. But only Putin gets away with that. But really, we got to step back and think about that. Putin's doing that. He did that to a couple um a few years ago. And he just did it to this Navalny guy. And and what do we do about it? Well, Grandpa Joe has a call with Putin this week and tells him to cut the malarkey. That's that's the that's the punishment he gets. He gets a he gets a brief dressing down from Grandpa Joe about poisoning political opponents and um, you know, putting a bounty on American soldiers in Afghanistan. Really, I, I, I think this should be a bigger deal than it is. Uh, the stuff that's going on in Russia that, that Putin's allowed to get away with, I, I don't know how we're, because that is a war that we should not get into. Putin's going around unchecked. And that, that's something that, I mean, I'm sure glad that Grandpa Joe isn't giving me a call and telling me to cut the malarkey. But, but I don't know if that's going to resonate with, with Putin as much as it would with me. So there's demonstrations in Russia last week and this weekend, and they're just arresting thousands of people, rounding them up. Again, Trump's dream world. Um, so, uh, I think that bit of news was kind of overshadowed this week by by the disruption of the stock markets by some people on the Internet, I Love that so much, um, but really, Putin's doing some stuff. So, this is our quarterly check-in with with Russia. The next couple weeks of Basel, we are going to be to be Russia themed. Um, we're gonna we're gonna keep up with this story. And we're gonna explore some some Russian literature, either directly or indirectly. We're gonna have a great time doing it. And literature is kind of a strong word, word. So be um be prepared for that. We've got we've got some Russia themes going on. Isn't that going to be nice? Alright, alright, alright. So. I read a lot of different things at once. Um, I think I've I've mentioned that enough time, but I I, I think I talked about that last week. I'm back to reading nonfiction. Um, Oh, I'm on a subject now. Maybe we'll get to it on Basil, but it's it's disrupting my whole life. I'm reading some, I guess, political um, philosophy. I don't even know anymore. I don't even know anymore. Um poetry wise, I'm I'm trying to figure out how to how to handle my 2021 reading of poetry, which which is a goal. It's going great. Um, and incorporating that into Basil. I don't know if I can read a, a poem over a podcast if that's uh, the copyright rules because I know the FCC has to be watching this very closely. What with with all my ones of followers, um, and like I, I just read a, an, I, I read a style guide for writing. I love things like that, grammar and style guides. Um, how do I talk about that on Basil? Do I talk about that on on Basil? These are the thoughts that keep me up at night. But uh, the the poetry thing, Louise Glück. I've never heard her name said out loud again in indictment on our education system. She won the Nobel Prize in 2020. I just got, I ordered a book of her poetry and it was like her collected poetry. And you know, these, these volumes of poetry, I, I forgot about, they're only 60 pages long and you pay 20 bucks for them. That's, I have feelings about that. And then you have to be careful not to read them in one sitting because poetry needs to be read differently. I have to be careful about that, but Louise Gluck's collected poems came, the the things, the the size of a a phone book. Remember phone books? That's a a bad analogy anymore. Um, So I'm trying to figure out how to incorporate that. It's wonderful. It is wonderful so far. Um, Five minutes a day, poetry. Any more, and I think I don't appreciate it enough. I read one short story a week. I'm alternating between the stories of John Cheever And now the 2020 um, Best American Short Stories Anthology got that for Christmas. How nice is that? Um, But I was struck by this John Cheever story I read two weeks ago. So last week I asked everybody else to read it. Only because it has spoilers and we're going to discuss that now. Now, um... There's a brilliant book that nobody should ever read called The Program Era um, by, I forget the fella's name now, I read it in grad school, I tried to read it in grad school, and it's all about how American literature changed after World War II because they started teaching writing in colleges, and colleges became open to a lot more people, not just um, wealthy white males it's super interesting but the the type of writing that John Cheever does did it was was greatly influenced by the Iowa Writers Workshop as was most short stories during you know let's say the 60s i think when cheever was writing and it's very formulaic it's still very white yeah these stories published anywhere between um 47 and 78 um very white male, waspy, waspy, Cheever was super waspy, New England, all that, all that stuff. Um, so the Hartleys, the husband and wife, and a young daughter, and they pull up to the ski resort, and they're on vacation and they're skiing. And everything's great, but the husband and wife are kind of fighting. Tensions are kind of high. We see the daughter's kind of screwed up. She's very, very attached to the father. Um, And, you know, tensions kind of hit a boiling point. And then they're all skiing. And the daughter gets caught in a ski lift and her head pops off. Yeah. Yeah, that's the last paragraph or the, the penultimate paragraph. How how does Cheever even do that? It's so. Here's some here's some things I took away from this this story. One, it's so short and we get so much emotion. But there's some weird things going on in the story. When I was googling it to find out about um where we could read it online, which isn't isn't ethically right, so I hope everybody uh, has ordered this book, because it's his, his stories are great. Um, you know, there's a time when the, when the wife says, I think it's the wife, why are we even trying? It's, we're not going to go back to how it was. A- a- and what the reader realizes is they're taking these trips, they're forcing themselves to take these trips and to call these people from way back when, because way back when was when they were happy, and they're trying to reclaim that happiness, which is terrifying to me as somebody who never mind on that. Um, And somebody on the internet said with their daughter dying, that's them getting their happiness back because they're going back to a period before they had kids. And that's sad and terrifying and, you know, be careful what you wish for ish And, and how to, how do stories do that? Why do stories do that? Why does that resonate? Um, there's some other weird things like the the male Hartley drinks a lot, and it's said that that in the or he seems to, to drink a lot, and it's said about the the hotel, the the lodge where they're staying, that people really don't drink, but people sure seem to drink a lot in the story. And it really I got the sense in the story, let me know what you think about this. That everyone else at that lodge, it seemed like they were locals. But why would they be? Because it's a vacation spot. It almost seemed like they lived there. And then the Hartleys, they made a big deal of how long they had to drive to get there. And how long they had to drive to get back. It's weird. There's a lot going on in this story. And it's all very weird and deep and complicated in just a few pages. Um. So we we see this this in the writing of John Cheever, um, Raymond Carver. We've talked about Raymond Carver. He was a friend and and lover of John Cheever, Flannery O'Connor. All these people that were that were um, came to being at the Iowa Writers' Workshop, and their writing is so formulaic, but they're really doing something something interesting and and special with with a lot of it. I don't know the 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 Hartleys didn't seem like much, and that ending really, really took you back. But there's something really deep there. That's something I love about writing in general, but, but short stories because short stories, you know, something like that wouldn't wouldn't work in a novel. It wouldn't it wouldn't hit the same. Um, I'd love to know what anyone else anyone else thought about that. Uh, the, the next Cheever story in the book I read last night, the opening paragraph was, there was once a beautiful little girl, two and a half years old, and I said, oh, she's, she's going to die. She did not die. Um, that was a, a bright spot in her life. Um, but even that, she, she might, might have wished she died. I don't know. I'd love to discuss that story with anybody, too. But that's going to about do it for Basil This Week. Um, again, next week we're going to jump in to, to a couple weeks dedicated to everything Russia. Um, in the meantime, I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'm on Reddit, Gmail, and Twitter, Basil Podcast, all the way down. It has been a pleasure basiling with you. I like books and stuff, and I hope you do too.